Oh, I see I'm already in a typo. But, uh, yeah, uh, as you can hear, we uh, are now changing up every uh, every separate uh, episode. Intro. Like, the new intro every time. Or <laughs> <laughs> uh, try new things. And I seriously need to give you a new sample of my highs and hellos, because <laughs> the ones that I send you are like, They're so Hi! cute! <laughs> Hi! All right. Uh, Going full anime. Uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, let me see. So I'll try. Like I noticed by, with my last recording, I was clicking a lot, and I'll try to lessen it. Though there was oh yeah, the clicking was uh, audible to say at least. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So yeah, you want to say something? Um, well, I mentioned the anime thing, and uh, I just found the best YouTuber in the entire world his name is alien all okay. and he makes elder scrolls content mm-hmm. uh, it's a s- small series um called the falmer episode and oh, it's an cool. animation with original soundtrack like absolutely glorious and mm-hmm. it's about uh, the falmer resurrecting the Numidian. Okay. And he's collaborating with uh, the biggest Elder Scrolls uh, YouTubers like Fajmapet and stuff and guys mm-hmm. like the, him. And I highly suggest you check him out because uh, it's um, always influenced by some uh, anime like Evangelion with the big mechas. Uh, mm-hmm. That's his um, inspiration for the uh, for the way he pot- portrays Numidian. Yes. And okay. Absolutely, check it out. It's amazing. I was I, um the song of Pelinal or the ballad uh, ballad uh, that he made. Mm-hmm. The sound design on that when you have good headphones with good bass, it's <laughs> like oh, it always gives me goosebumps. It, it's so amazing. Nice, nice. Well, um. Yeah, then the only thing I wanted to say before we get to the actual content of the podcast uh, is that the podcast is available to listen. Uh, if you're not, uh, you can obviously listen it live on Twitch, but we can all, you can also listen uh, listen to it on the following platforms. Um, Anchor, uh, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket uh, Casts, uh, Radio Public, Spotify, and finally we have the... Uh, Podcast Addict. Oh my. There. Yes. Uh, you just look for the Daedric podcast and don't forget how to spell Daedric. It's A-E, not Daedric. It's Daedric. But yeah, that is uh, where you can find us. And I try to... Oh my, you, you're expanding our empire. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I definitely am. So, let's get into the, today's episode. Um, now... Um, my, I'm not sure how uh, obvious uh, the content is when I just give it to you the title, Roleplay versus Gameplay, but um, the Elder Scrolls games and Skyrim uh, specifically, uh, they're all meant as role-playing games, but they're still games. So there's people yeah. who uh, like, you know, create a character uh, who is a representation of themselves or create a character that is whole, wholly new to them and they kind of role-play with it. 
Um, or you create a horrible abomination that should not <laughs> exist on this world if you're using Oblivion's character creator engine. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, at the same time, there's plenty of people who play uh, the Elder Scrolls games as a game where uh, you know you use game mechanics and like some parts it's challenging, yada yada yada. Uh, and I wanted to like kind of talk a bit about how easy is it uh, to roleplay uh, when you are limited by the gameplay mechanics that mm. you will no doubt encounter. But at the same time, also, does the roleplay that's implemented in the game, in the story, does it get in the way of gaming, basically, uh, playing it as a game? Oh, okay. Like um, The first thing that comes into my mind is the um, lack of classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, because yeah. when you're roleplaying, like traditionally, your character has a race and a class. Well, I mean, and it depends on what kind of standard. It depends, you use. like, but usually, like World of yeah. Warcraft, uh, Elder Scrolls D&D. games, the older <laughs> ones, yeah, D and D, even games like Cyberpunk. You technically have a race and a class. Okay. So, uh, so like, basically, any RPG, mm-hmm. you pick and choose. But uh, in Skyrim. Uh, they ditched the whole class system, so you're basically on your own when it comes to the decisions or how you build the character, apart from the initial race thing, when where it just gives you a small bonus to some stati- stats or skills, yeah. and like a, an ability, and maybe a passive if you're lucky. Um, and that limits your uh, role-playing a lot. Uh, in a sense, that also feels a bit more like gameplay already. Yeah, that that's exactly it. Because like the uh, the thing at Bethesda that they are doing right now is um, that there was an um, interview with Todd, with Todd Howard, and he said that they are not looking for new things to add to the Elder Scrolls formula, but they are looking for the things that are their extra that nobody uses and uh, the game would feel less clustered without it. So they are not actually expanding, they are streamlining. Mm. And when you streamline, the uh, options that you have as a player get smaller and smaller. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So for you to actually make a character that is lore friendly, that you are going to role play with, if, uh, for example, you want to play a nightingale, the uh, yeah. light in the previous uh, games, you would pick the actual class nightingale and build around that. But oh, in, yeah, Skyrim, like that, yeah. in Skyrim, you have to research yourself what a nightingale does. And based on that, you have to build your skills. Use the mm. specific armor, use the specific weapons, and use the combat approach that they yeah, use. Yeah, it's it's very, yeah, true. Hmm. Yeah, the like thing when, is, when, there yeah. are classes in Skyrim, but only yeah, see, the NPCs unseen, use them. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Like there are classes like battle mage, um, cleric, healer, bandit, exactly. Like barbarian, so even knight. Yeah, yeah. But it's, uh, I think all it's, of it's it just, it's in yeah, there. it's, yeah, but it's all part of, of like, just uh, in the code, as it were, for yeah. the developers. The only thing the classes for the NPCs do 
is they distribute their skills. Yeah, skill stars. That's the only thing that... Like, a a battle mage will have high destruction. Yeah, exactly. Like, knight will have high heavy armor and one-handed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Stuff like that. True, true. I mean, when I think about, like, roleplay in terms of Skyrim, actually, the first thing I think of is... um, I'm not sure if it's a website or if it's just a Tumblr thing. Uh, Skyrim Confessions, where people, you know, normally they just give you uh, confessions of what they did in the game and what mm-hmm. they feel about it. Uh, but there's also a lot of examples where people um, really showcase the level of roleplay they do with Skyrim. Like there's people who, um, from a game point of view, they basically uh, they married Mjol the Lioness, who is constantly... And due to a glitch, uh, she's constantly followed by uh, that that guy whose name I forget in uh, from Riften. Um, and so she moved into the Valkyrie at home, got uh, adopted some children, got a pet, and that mule. Uh, but also this like this stalker was with them, and so the player uh, killed this stalker, and that immediately aggroed. Um, uh, Mule, of course, because you know mm-hmm. it's an ally to them. Uh, so what they did was they ran away, and then they kind of like just imagine it as uh, Mule now lives happily with these kids, even though I can never return, kind of thing. Uh, oh, so like it's that. Like, yeah, I mean, like so it's not necessarily the highest level of roleplay. Uh, uh, that's that. Uh, the thing is, Elder Scrolls games nowadays don't have the room for roleplay from your players no side. exactly uh it's, if it's, you want to do stuff like that that's literally you just putting yeah. it in that place like imagining it yeah exactly that's that's a, a main thing that i want to uh, like also emphasize like a lot of the yeah, roleplay that make-believe. comes in skyrim is like you have to use your own fantasy to put it in because uh, you are limited by the fact that the game is more it's seen as a game it is more gameplay and uh, that's yep. where mods come in handy because they give you more options, especially uh, when it comes to the combat side. Like the oh yeah, uh, the, it com- very the combat simple. thing is way more easily like uh, interchangeable, like customizable yeah. when it comes to the roleplay. But that's not roleplay as a thing. That's more like combat approach for your character. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I myself roleplayed a few playthroughs in Skyrim. I played as a Night Stalker and mm. uh, and a Vigilant of Stendar. Oh wow! Yeah. And the Night Stalker is basically Dark Elf, Sneak, and Illusions make make the mm-hmm. enemies fight each other's fight, fight each other. Oh yeah, yeah. And the Vigilant of Stendar is basically light robes. Uh, shield, mace, and restoration magic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's basically it. Yeah. Maybe like I... uh, yeah, sunbolts, but those are restoration magic too. I think. Yeah. True. True. I mean, I'm thinking um, like uh, there's there's uh, you can choose like a part. Like if you, for instance, want to be a night stalker or some kind, then the chances of you joining the Dark Brotherhood and the Thieves Guild are pretty high, but you don't want to join the campaigns in the Mages Guild. Mm-hmm. What I personally find then is that it's it's um, 
you know, the game still suggests you join everything. Because, like, it's designed in yeah, a way exactly. that you can do everything. But the problem is then that your quest log gets, like, filled up with his, all these non-started quests. And, mm-hmm. um, I but mean... The, f- the thing is I, that I, Elder Scrolls, uh, especially Skyrim, is built around the... The thing... Uh, they are expecting you to join every to, faction. Yeah, to do everything. And finish basically. the quest line to get exactly. the most out of the gameplay because it usually unlocks something that is yeah. core to the to, uh, for you to fully enjoy. Like I would just you prefer have to if... finish uh, the Dark Brotherhood unless you are uh, you want to be stuck with horses that die on impact. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's Arvac. Oh. Uh, yeah, uh, you, you get up. You need to finish uh, fucking what's it? What's it called? Uh, Either the Dawnguard or the Volkir. Dawnguard. Yeah, yeah. But still, um, like Shadowmere is uncomparable to any other horses, even Frost. Like Shadowmere well, has <laughs> one thousand six hundred HP. Uh, yeah, no, I know, I know his uh, usability. I'm just. Um, the thing I want to emphasize is that the Dark Brotherhood is the only quest line, or the only yeah, the only quest line that you can truly uh, say no to. You can choose to not follow it. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. I kind of wish that you sort of had the option for every uh, guild. I'm not saying that it's like necessarily like oh, you can accidentally get there. And I was like, it needs to be pretty obvious. I kind of disagree with the fact that you're straight up killing <laughs> the Dark Brotherhood, but. Uh, Saying no uh, to all of the quest lines would be nice. Being able to uh, mm-hmm. just let if you want to give people the option to do everything, you should also give them the option to do nothing. Like if they would want to be actually, a farmer, would you actually use that if you were not? No, okay, so I maybe maybe I won't personally use it as much, but there I know that there are people who do want that. So. Why not give them the option to do so? I mean, it's not necessarily hard. You're only like implementing like a few more things, and then that's it. I get, I get it, but like, mm, what if they change their mind uh, five hours after that, and they well, still want, and they well, want that to depends work. on how how you how you yeah. implement it. Like, if you implement it as like simply saying no, thank you, then technically you can still later on. I mean, say, you oh, can do that. You can just tap out of the conversation. Yes, but then you quest log. Say, your, no, no, say, your quest log like, is still going to be cluttered, and we do, we don't want uh, like I think almost everyone can agree that if you go to your journal and like it's like has quests that are unfinished, mm-hmm. uh, it is an eyesore. You want to get rid of it somehow, and you can just finish uh, the quest. Skyrim is a completionist game. It's about completing the quest. I know, but so. like, if you want to complete the game without doing everything, that should be an option. Like, you should be allowed to. The thing qu- is, quit Skyrim quests. has no ending. Like, there is. Oh yeah, no... sure it does. Sure it does. Uh, if you do every single quest, every radiant quest at least once, uh, get all the items that aren't, uh, you know, uh, that are. You aren't, get an ending uh, screen. You don't no no no. You don't get an ending screen, but you don't need an ending screen for it to be the end. You can basically have done everything, and therefore it's basically the ending. But it's not a true ending. It's not like thank you for playing and no. But do you really like? Do you get that in life? No. <laughs> so why would you, you get no, that? No, you fucking die. <laughs> but no, exactly. 
<laughs> when you die in Skyrim, it reloads a previous save. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now I'm just saying, like, um, there doesn't need to be an ending screen or credits, even in my opinion. Like, there's there, none no, of the other screens have credits, credits. But yeah, well, uh, yeah, in the menu, I think. Yeah, in the menu. Exactly. So why? <laughs> Because, as you said, Skyrim is not it is an a open game world that forces you to complete any sad uh, questline. No, true. But like once uh, you feel like you're done with it and your character has uh, reached at some uh, point, there's nothing left to do other than things you create yourself. So. Yeah. But that's like a thousand hours. In... No, that's uh, I you I told you before. Uh, when the new version came out, uh, mm -hmm. Skyrim Special Edition, I um, I basically did every single thing that there is to do in a single playthrough, and that was one hundred hours. One hundred, oh, Jesus. One hundred hours. That's all. Okay. Wait. Let's and the, on the one hand, you could say like I know what I'm doing, <laughs> but still. Yeah. It's one hundred. You're skipping dialogue. Yeah, and uh, you could say that I, but you could also say that I wasted time on certain unnecessary things uh, as well. So, but yeah, one hundred hours—that's everything. That's all the um, quest lines, all the quests, uh, all the items, mm -hmm. um, all those things, but also all the Steam achievements, even. Yeah, uh, tr truth be told, I have one around one fifty on my Skyrim Special Edition. And mm -hmm. I have indeed completed every major quest line, mm -hmm. and now just the radiant quest and the like side quests remain. They there are numerous, but yeah, uh, compared to the quest lines, I don't think they will take as much time because you can just yeah go from I mean, one like, to the other. And then this is more a philosophical point at this point. Like, can you really say uh, you haven't ended the game when you have done everything or not? You know, true, you don't get an ending screen, but you know, mm. I don't know. Also, you just reminded me of another point I wanted to make. Uh, numerical, you said, in that um, that is one of the things that kind of, uh, if you want to like fully be immersed in the game, uh, no. the menu is the menus are full of numbers. Uh, like the amount of damage something does, the amount of uh, weight something has, all that. Yeah. And um, it makes sense for the game to have that. Uh, but I really would be interested in seeing if someone, that's, I'm not sure if it exists, but like to see someone make a mod that basically removes all numerical values, where you have to basically kind of guess, as it were. Uh, What's the point? What? I know the... Uh, the Role-playing uh, immersion, is, that's I get all. It, that's but... all. I already yeah. know from the top of my head the basic values. Like oh yeah, no, true. I mean, I'm so, not saying that we don't already know all these things, but uh, for instance, if you can't see how much your carry weight is, other than you know you're burdened, heavily burdened, <laughs> overburdened, yeah, uh, yeah, just maybe in like words, a percentile thing. No, not a, no numbers, no numbers in the inventory, just words. Words, you're good. <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly and but also like when you uh if you go to the magic descriptions there's always like specific numbers mm -hmm. and i think it would be 
Like, if you just remove the numbers, like, just do... It does lightning damage. I mean, yes, uh, we know all these things and which is more powerful than the other, but it feels... Uh, you could if you just want to, go like, by the mana cost, and if you don't want to... No, not even the, the mana, mana cost. cost. You could just... Uh, well, you, not, you don't see the value of the mana cost, anyway. Like, the only numbers I want to see is, the, like, if I have, like, five of the same item, you know? That's the only one oh, that makes yeah, it, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, Got it. But yeah, that's if you really want to immerse yourself in a roleplay, then you might want to have something like that. If you just want to, uh, well, actually, if you want to just gameplay, there's also mods for that, overhauls that make it all the more, uh, like, uh, ordinator and like the the create the author of that who created a bunch of like these. Amazing yeah, ordinator, overhauls. the guy who made ordinator and Odin yeah. and uh, wildcat and stuff like that. Yeah, apocalypse. Yeah. He made they, amazing mods. Yeah, yeah, and it also it, with those uh, mods, it really feels like the choices, like the, the 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 gear you choose and all that, all the enchantments, all the perks mm -hmm. you choose, they actually have a big impact on your gameplay. Yeah, especially like are, the perks. Like when you're yeah, playing yeah. the Ordinator, I am playing. I am having a playthrough right now when I focus on the Conjuration and making mm -hmm. a skeleton army, and this. Ordinator, it actually allows you to make a skeleton army. Yeah, you true. from fallen enemies, you gather bones, and there are mm -hmm. eleven type of bones from uh, skulls to rib cages to uh, arm bones, mm -hmm. hip bones, uh, and feet. And you, mm -hmm. when you have uh, one of each, you come to an altar and you summon a skeleton for yourself, and you yeah, can have like... up to like. Uh, your you have like a lot more choice in what you can do, and like, like the that. different skill lines actually not only are different from one another, they actually have multiple options. Because conjuration can focus on, um, on you know, undead things, but it can also focus on uh, Atronox, Daedra, uh, bound yep. weapons, and whatnot. So there's really oh yeah, bound weapons are so good there because you can actually the the perks actually level them up. So the damage. Well, I mean, technically, the vanilla that also also has that, where if you get the uh, one of the perks, they're basically equivalent to uh, Daedric weapons, mystic yep. weapons. I think it's called that perk. Not sure. The the Ordinator has more so like steps up uh, up to. Yeah, no, exactly. They, it, they like mark them, give them mm -hmm. dots and stuff like that. They also give, um, you know. The weapons, different weapon types, uh, make them feel like there actually is a difference. For instance, it's not just, well, this the Warhammer is slow but high damage. The uh, Greatsword is fast but lower damage, and the Battle Axe is in between those. Like they know there's actually mm -hmm. more difference. And like yes, there the vanilla is awesome. Had that. Perks, the base but, game yeah. had the thing with perks. Uh, Skyrim and uh, uh, Skyrim's sword. Were like critting uh, axes that bleed and uh, oh yeah yeah hammers the, yeah. and maces ignored armor. Yeah, but that's such an insignificant value that is like. Meh. Oh fuck no! The uh, armor ignoring is actually a lot. Yeah, but if you're critting all the time, then <laughs> then you're also doing extra damage. It's just maybe not consistent. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, by the by the time that you get endgame anyway, it's <laughs> you already usually have several methods to one shot everything. 
Oh my, uh, I wanted to talk about that. I discovered uh, some more exploits with magic in Oblivion. Mm. Especially oh with fatigue or stamina. You're talking about the, the dropping the enemy's fatigue to zero? That one. Yes, it, ah, because uh, for some ungodly reason, uh, fatigue in Oblivion has to do with stagger. When you get staggered, it uh, depletes your stamina, and the less st uh, stamina you have, the more staggered you get. So when you use magic to drain your enemy's stamina to zero, and the spell is keeping that stamina on zero, like if you put uh, on them a spell that's like minus 10 stamina every second, for yeah. 10 seconds, for the... For the duration their uh, stamina is at zero, they will ragdoll as if they are dead. But they are not dead. They are technically not even paralyzed. They are just mm -hmm. ragdolled on the ground. And you can slap them with your sword. You can um, bully them with your uh, touch of death or whatever you want. They Have are you going tried that out? Uh, huh? Have you no, no, tried no, no, that no. out? I was watching uh, okay. some guy and going through exploits okay. on Oblivion. I don't, I, I don't know. Like, because I, I know there's another one. I think that might be speed then instead of uh, fatigue. If you reduce an enemy's speed in Oblivion uh, to zero, uh, they go out of combat. They go out of combat. They go out of combat. Like you can literally <laughs> attack them and they don't care. That's good. I know and there's that actually, there's one that, more where uh, mm -hmm. the numerical values uh, go exponentially up when you're combining weaknesses. Because if you oh, yeah. uh, cast weakness or a weakness to magic on somebody, mm -hmm. 100, it doubles every other magical effect. And then okay. if you cast a uh, weakness to fire 100 on them mm -hmm. uh that is that uh, goes like way high mm -hmm. and then if you cast a uh, like flame touch it is just 20 damage it mm -hmm. kills them outright even though it, if it would need like 20 oh, yeah, fi it's... fire hands in uh, normally yeah that's the beauty it, it stacks yeah, it's so, it's so in, crazy. In 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 uh, Morrowind, it was even funnier because um, okay, so I'm not sure how, if this is also works in Oblivion or not. But in mm -hmm. uh, Morrowind, when you're crafting spells yourself, um, uh -huh. you can uh, uh, the spell effects will take effect in order of in which order you put them in the spell. So uh -huh. if you have weakness to magicka, and then weakness to fire, and then the actual fire attack. You can do that all in one spell and just shoot it once, and then have the whole thing, you know, be I, crazy. Yeah, and then you I can basically have an have effect that lasts the... one second, and that works too. I think Oblivion has the same thing, doesn't it? No, I, I mean it seems like something I, they fixed. I sure. know for a fact that I am using the combined weaknesses spells, and it works. Okay. Okay. Well. Okay. Then uh, it might work. But also I don't very gameplay. <laughs> maybe it, if it pops at, at the same tick, it wouldn't wouldn't go off. But who knows? 
I was actually think, just thinking right now, like this is a very gameplay centered uh, topic, but you can technically play, put it in um, uh, in lore, uh, or is it, is it a part of a role play where you could say that your uh, character somehow found a uh, a technique that seems to work that no one else uses, kind of thing. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Um. Now, uh, yeah. uh, enough of the gameplay thing. thing, I wanted yeah. to talk about okay. the thing that uh, I found before mm-hmm. the podcast. Oh yeah. Everybody knows oh. about the uh, iceberg videos on YouTube and the iceberg format where on the top of the iceberg you have the theories and lore about the game that is uh, fairly known and the deeper you go, the more twisted and... Uh, in, in other words, this is uh, like the iceberg uh, metaphor where you can see the top of the iceberg and you think, oh, that's all there is to it. But below the water, there's far more than what you uh, might have expected. So there's yeah. surface level information and deep surface, uh, lo- so, below surface. There is this uh, Elder Scrolls iceberg and mm-hmm. it has, just from the look of it, like 200 entries. Uh, Maybe more. I'm not sure, if it's two hundred. I think I'm closer to one hundred, one fifty. But it's it's, 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 it's a, a lot. lot. It's a solid it's a wall lot. of text. Yes, uh, <laughs> very true. Um, it is filled with theories and um, that are just just uh, wow. They're just fascinating to talk about, uh, and we will talk about them in upcoming oh, podcasts. Yeah. Uh, We're gonna go through it, pick, uh, uh, pick some juicy ones. Yeah. And kind of like just, uh, but like just from the look of it, I, I see here like uh, kind of biological warfare. What the yeah. hell? I know. I want to know about. <laughs> there are of course the things like uh, dragon breaks and mm-hmm. companions mm-hmm. are werewolves. The dragon war and Maik here, ideal mm-hmm. masters. There are uh, w- um, black books of uh, Hermamora. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are things that we already talked about, or like the towers. I I see here. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh god, yeah. So and there's things that we've talked about, things we haven't talked about, so we yeah. can talk about. Um, the, they, I, oh, I just see Chim. Oh yeah, Chim. God, uh-huh. the, Chim Have is like one of the most complicated. We've briefly mentioned it, um, but we haven't gone in depth because it's a hard topic to go in on depth on. Oh yeah, it it it's very metaphysical. Like yeah, true. It's. Um, it goes I, into religion and stuff like that, so mm-hmm. it's somewhat difficult to talk to, yeah. uh, talk about. Uh, yeah. One of the things that I see all the way at the bottom, indicating that it's supposedly a very, very deep theory, uh, is the bug jar inscriptions. And I actually oh yeah, did it's some... surprisingly it's surprisingly low. Like I thought this is like yeah. a fairly known topic because I myself was uh, like researching this just before the podcast. <laughs> because I, okay, I so saw it I've, yeah, uh, I've, uh, before we even started doing podcasts like way before that I have actually done my own research on this uh, myself Ooh. Uh, and I would love so to give you theory? the okay so first I kind of do want to uh, dispel some uh, crazy ideas that some people have um, okay so unfortunately one of the developers uh, specifically the one that created the, the, the bug jars uh, in Skyrim, 
has already stated that yes, they were originally going to be a quest, and he had some uh, placeholder uh, yep. textures, aka the room. And they just forgot the remove. And if the they forgot to remove them, yes. Uh, so, <laughs> so there is no mystery so, behind them. So but technically, technically, mean... okay. So technically speaking, uh, there is no um, there is no lore about it. It's just like a placeholder thing. However. So uh, I took a look at all the jars, and they have like two to four uh, runic letters in in, uh, mm-hmm. in them. So there's I five did, jars. I, I, did the, I did the following process. Okay, if each runic letter is one normal letter, and they are scrambled in a random order, uh, but certain runic letters appear more often, like they repeat, like they come up more often, uh, then you have. Uh, you can basically assign these runic letters to real letters, right? Mm-hmm. So there's exactly, uh, let's see, how many was it? Uh, I think 16. There's 16 runes in total. And if you look at all the place, uh, the location names in Skyrim, including all the DLC, um, and you look at all the ones that have exactly the same amount of letters, and then you look at uh, how many times certain letters reoccur, like for instance, uh, there's a le- le- the letter that looks like a W. Uh, it appears twice, kind of thing. And and so if you combine all that, you come out with not just a location name that exists in the game. It's exactly one. Like there's no duplicates. There's exactly one <laughs> location that matches that. And that is uh, Darkfall Passage. Interestingly enough. So let me double check what Darkfall, pa- which one that is, because it's been a while since I checked it out. Uh, Darkfall Passage. It is. All uh, oh, right, it's the cave that leads uh, to the Forgotten Vale. Oh. You know, uh, when you're in the Dawnguard uh, expansion. Nice. It's I mean, like very. The quest very... could have been anything, yeah, it... and the the thing is. You probably would have just gathered up these jars to give it to mm-hmm. some scholar, and he would translate the runes for you. And yeah, if oh I, if my I god, up... it's leading here and there. Let's <laughs> I go think there. uh, there's only technically one clue in the entire game left behind from that old quest, and that is where you can find the butterfly in a jar. Um, um, because it's in the alchemical uh, uh, alchemist's shack uh, south of um, Iverstad, I think. Uh, there's actually a notebook. Uh, there's a notebook, uh, and it. Oh God, what was it again? I think it uh, implies that uh, there was like a, a, a little group of alchemists uh, that were experimenting on something. Not, no mention is made specifically of the jar, but you know it's the closest thing we got to a clue. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, that was it was kind of fun doing that whole research, like figuring out and then discovering that there is exactly one location that matches <laughs> this uh, the, these num- numbers. Oh, uh, thankfully, this uh, iceberg is packed full of these, so uh, yeah, there so is research to be done. <laughs> Plenty of reasons. Uh, very true. Um, I just see here orc tits. Yeah, <laughs> there's also one about uh, Argonian tits. I do know a bit about that one. Oh yeah, I, the, did the, you did you watch the video? No, I did not watch the video. 
Uh, uh, there's already the, a video about that. Okay, I just I would just yeah, like uh, based on like in-game uh, lore. That I either know. it's it's either milk or it's hist sap or it's just a placeholder. I think it's just to make them look more humanoid and therefore yeah, that's, they yeah, would yeah, interact. That's yeah. the placeholder thing. Yeah. Okay. Fair because uh, like the histories made the Argonians in the image of the forest people. Mm. And the forest people are the precursors of Khajiit and Bosmer. Oh yeah, well, there's another one. Uh, and yeah, and there's actually like uh, Khajiits are elves thing somewhere here. There's yeah, there's one like that, but there's also uh, one in there that says Khajiit are not Elnofe, as in they are not descendant of the the Aedra, blah, blah blah. We talked about it before. And yeah, therefore, what the, are they uh, then? <laughs> the, both the Khajiit and the Bosmer creation myth talk about uh, them being made by Azura from the forest people. For instance, yeah, exactly. Uh, maybe a Do bit of a change, uh, change of topic, but technically it's going back to the main topic that we already, originally wrote, the roleplay uh, part, is that... Um, We've, we've talked uh, about uh, the companions uh, and how some of their names are like literal uh, uh, Czech words, right? Uh, like Farkas? Like a European, or... uh, various, va- various uh, European oh, languages. Okay. When oh, you yeah, translate true. their names, they have vaguely uh, wolf, wolfen name, oh, yeah, like yeah. Kodlak, yeah, the exactly. leader. Uh, his name uh, literally translates to a uh, wolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, in Czech, so was... wolf is Vlkodlak. Uh, so his name, Kodlak, Vlkodlak, yeah. And uh, Farkas was... and Vilkas uh, literally means wolves in Hungarian and um, some one other language. I, I don't mm-hmm. remember, maybe Bulgarian. Maybe. Um, Maybe. But I just thought it was fun. Like, I said, what if you then changed the voice files of all the companions to be speaking, for instance, just check? You're just going through Skyrim and it's a randomly sung. There is fan made uh, check dubbing for Skyrim and Mm -hmm. it's horrible. (laughs) Uh, There is an official. Text text translation, like every okay, everything yeah. apart from the voice files, um, voice files is translated, mm-hmm. and uh, okay. oh my god, some of the translations of the weapons, <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> like Vabajak, yeah, is the Vabajak, uh, Jabotlach. <laughs> it it literally translates to uh, talking frog. Uh, like vo- uh, frog talking bullshit or so, something like that. <laughs> wow. Like, uh, th- like that was my original thought, like having the guilds have different languages each. But then I just took it one step further. And like, what if all the different races, you just make them speak different languages? Like, this Imperials would all be speaking uh, either uh, Latin or uh, Italian, if you want to make it easier. All the uh, orcs would be probably speaking something like Mongolian. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, the Nords would also all be speaking, I don't know, Danish, perhaps. Mm. Yeah, or by the way, Asian. I researched it. It's Vilkas is a wolf in Lithuanian. Oh, Lithuanian. Yeah, oh, cool. Yeah, Lithuanian. And uh, I already forgot if it was Bulgarian or Hungarian with the Farkas, whatever. <laughs> it's most likely Hungarian. Bulgarian is quite far away, so... Yeah. 
By the way, the very bottom of the iceberg says yeah. the Fargov cycle. And uh, Fargov is the elf uh, that you meet on the very beginning of Elder Scrolls Free Morrowind. Oh, oh, uh, oh, that one, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's, he's the one that uh, lost his ring and you yes. uh, yeah, give it true. to him. Mm-hmm. And it, the Fargov cycle is referencing uh, 4chan post uh, about a guy that role plays uh, as Fargov, where he picks a Bosmer character and he makes uh, him to resemble Fargov. He mm-hmm. kills him in his sleep and assumes his place. And role plays as him, and he uh, he says he's uh, he has like 100 hours in real life he, of him just wandering around uh, Seydanin, role playing wow. as Fargo. <laughs> <laughs> I and, mean, yeah, people have done crazy stuff. I mean, you, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of the uh, ultimate pacifist in uh, World of Warcraft, like someone who wanted to get to level 100 uh, without killing ev- anyone ever and uh-huh. uh, to finish the tutorial, any of the tutorials, you need to kill someone uh, originally um, but like he basically just stayed in the tutorial area mm-hmm. just endlessly doing small things and he got to level 100 with that and, Like so that's just a show of like how people can create amazing things out of like <laughs> Just, just make it difficult for yourself kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, remember when South Park was a big thing. Uh, when oh, yeah, I got that, yeah. Make Love, Not Warcraft came out. That was like the shit. And they had the thing with leveling up, just killing the beginning yeah. boars. Yeah, exactly, that one. Yeah. And yeah. somebody actually tried that. I remember that. And... Uh, he basically said that it's impossible to uh, level uh, with the beginning board because it eventually it will just stop giving you XP. So you have to move on to more difficult boards in different areas. It's Yeah, like I, I think in the... Uh, uh, there's only a few games where basically uh, you lose... Uh, the amount of experience points you get goes down per kill. Like most... Uh, and not necessarily per kill, but the higher level you are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. So uh, to just uh, make people not uh, cheese the leveling system. Yeah, exactly, cheese the leveling system. <laughs> that is the way to go. Actually, uh, now that the connection is going pretty bad, uh, and we are also nearing the end of uh, today's episode. Yeah, the collection uh, is fucking. <laughs> yeah, gone. no, my bad. So, yeah, okay. um, yeah, uh, I think we're gonna end today's episode. I can already see that I'm not uh, not connected to Twitch, so that's. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, for everyone who's listening to this uh, at a later date, uh, thank you very much uh, for listening. And tune we'll in next time. Next... We'll yes, we will be time. talking about uh, Altmer killing their babies. Oh, lovely. Look forward to that, everyone. But until yeah. then, bye-bye. Bye.